This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Whoop, whoop. Raise the roof. Should, is there any other roof social media we can get fire. on? Yeah. Can I mean, we live stream on, on Twitter? Instagram. Ooh. The gram. Can I become an influencer? Probably. I think TikTok um, you can stream on too. I'm going to set up a OnlyFans. I heard that's the new cool thing to do. That's the one. Right? Yeah. I think I'd be really good at it. Probably. With that mustache? <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> Maybe not drawing the kind of uh, uh, fans I was hoping for, but you know what? <laughs> Times are tough. Only your fans. You do what you got to do. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Reesius. Uh, real life, I'm known as Reese. Oh, and I thought that was your real name. Some people do. They're, my name is My Reese. favorite is when people like... Uh, remember, oh, remember the twin or the the brothers that came in the old shop and like, Mister Recious. Oh God, that was so good. <laughs> oh, I miss those guys. They were awesome. I can't remember their, their names are escaping me right now, but yeah, we had two awesome customers used to hang out in the old 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 shop, and they called me Mister Recious. <laughs> it was great. I was like, that's not my name, but I, I'll take it. I like it. It's a strong name. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, my name is Reese, and with me is Franklin Giampapa. Awesome. No, that's not a fake name. No, that's real. <laughs> as real as it gets, right there. The most Italian name I think <laughs> I've ever heard. Speak Italian, uh, just fine. Your, your first name, your first name, should be like something even more ridiculous. You should, you should name yeah, like you have Sebastiano. A son. Yeah, you should name your son Sebastiano Giampapa. Uh, uh. <laughs> that's my grandpa's name. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my buddy's name was Antonio Precario, and then they they good. changed it to Tony Precor. Ah, oh, that's lame. <laughs> I was like, Dude, that was a great name. Yeah, uh, really, it's cool. So, at any rate, this show brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can buy tabletop gaming goodies, get gaming mats, get reasonably good advice on playing these games over at the blog. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. Check us out. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to like and subscribe, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. You know the drill. It helps us to get out in front of more peoples, however you enjoy it. If you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, whatever, check it out. That's it? That was it? You're that not going to... You that was when you come in with a... Oh, you want me to throw in a, a joke witty, there? A witty... What you listen remark? to us while you're sitting in the bath with your candles lit, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you like to do. Wolf Priest Carl says stash in a speedo would get, would get my, <laughs> my only fans lit. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I've got that quarantine bod right now too. It would be, Oh, it'd be all, it would be a yeah. sight to see. <laughs> it'd be like the old song YMCA. Uh, Don the Magnificent says my stash is a core unit. That's right. It gets yeah, re-roll yeah. ones to hit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about it. There's a million models that we have to talk about, all kinds of cool stuff. This weekend was a whirlwind of excitement. And I also want to say for those of you who joined in after the Codex show that GW put on, those of you who jumped in to the Nova Open Charitable Foundation, uh, they raised a ton of money. It was, I, I had to do a double take when I saw how much money they had raised. Um, by buying uh, raffle tickets, you could, for 10 bucks a pop, you get a chance to win some amazing prizes, all the money goes towards uh, um, uh, breast cancer research, 
Doctors Without Borders. And the actual um, heads of those um, charities actually came on the show too. I had a little bit on there, which I was, I was happy to contribute. So for those of you who contributed to that no, uh, noble cause, seriously, thank you. Yeah. No, the, no, the reason they run Nova Open is to raise money for breast, primarily breast cancer research, and they've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years. So they were able to do something virtually, which was cool. And uh, a lot of people ponied up, pitched in, and they, like the last I saw, it was like 70 Gs. That's great. I was like, what? holy cow. So um, big ups to the community for doing a good deed. Yeah. So let's take a look at what this week's Games Workshop pre-order is. Of course, you can get these from us. Discounted prices, free uh, free shipping options within the continental United States for orders $99 and up. And um, we really appreciate the business for those of you who choose to purchase with us. That is store.frontlinegaming.org. Uh, this is wave two of the Lumineth Realm Lords, which is the new Age of Sigmar faction, previously known as High Elves. I, I the models are, I know we always say this about Age of Sigmar models, but it's true. Um, they're some of the best models I've ever seen. Yeah, they're, they're really good. Um, how many waves are there, though, Reese? I think it's just, just the keep two. Going? I think they're it's just, just the two. There's eight waves of Lumineth. <laughs> I mean, whatever, dude. There's two. Here goes five. You're like, oh, no. And, the, of course, the centerpiece model is the, the Battle Cow. Um, Battle Cow. Combat Calf, whatever you want to call him. It's actually called Avalonor. Beef Supreme. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, the Lord of the Stone Mountain or something like that. Ooh, whatever. He carries the mountains on his shoulders. The Stone Heart King. <laughs> I, I absolutely love the model. A lot of people don't, but I just, I, dude, I just, I love it. It's so imaginative. Yeah. Um, and it, it's really big too. So I'm sure it's going to look great on the tabletop. Can't wait to see some of those painted. Then there are the Venari Dawn Riders, the cavalry, which are spectacular. I've no, I haven't seen a single person say anything negative about these models. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, the Stone Guard, which they have really stupid helmets, but they're apparently a really good unit because we sold a ton of them. Full helmet. And then, of course, there's the other character who's like meditating and floating, which I can't remember his name. That one's, I don't like that one. Really? No. I love it. It's I, so I, weird. I like it. I think it's really cool. I, I like that they're being daring with the way that they're doing these models. I think it's amazing. Um, but, you know, I've teach their own. Right. So if you want to pick these up, uh, you can do so. And then uh, these will ship out next week. It is a pre-order. And thank you for the business, for those of you who do it. And anybody who is ordering GW product from us, thank you for, I know we mentioned in the last couple of casts, and we'll mention it one more time. Uh, things, things got really crazy during COVID. There was all kinds of delays. GW was having delays. But all of our orders now are shipping in one to two business days. So, order Yay. with confidence. Yeah. Unless an error happens. I mean, there something. are occasionally mistakes. That's, you know, that's unavoidable, but yeah. it's been minimized. So, we're really... Proud of the hard work the team has done to, to get that straightened out. Next week's pre-order, uh, as previewed on the Warhammer community page, is going to be Arena Mortis or the Arena of Death. Ooh. For uh, Warhammer Underworlds, I don't really know much about it because I don't play. Such I don't play Underworlds. Game. So fun. You guys have played it a ton. I know yeah. you guys all liked it. I played it once with Phil Kelly, which was, was a treat because Phil Kelly is such a cool dude. Um, he's a game designer for those of you who may not. Uh, no, he's just such a good guy. Um, like consider him to be a friend, and uh, that was fun. But I don't really have much of an opinion on the game. What, what's your opinion on it? You played it quite a few times. I think it's really fun. It's a great game. Um, I haven't played it in a while, so it's changed a lot. A lot of new cards and all that. So I'm not sure how it plays anymore. But when it first came out, it was a blast, and uh, every game was pretty close, which is yeah. really cool. Well, it's designed to be a competitive game, and yeah. it, I, I have almost all the models for the game. I've bought almost every single Warband. Just because I, I love the models, and like I've said a million times, 
I use them for like D and D, and sometimes I just like to listen to a podcast and paint one miniature, right? And like to me, that's that's enjoying the hobby at this stage. <laughs> um, and that and that's what I do. And I'll just pick one of these up and um, I'll paint it up. Or Warcry, same way. Yeah, um, I, I should give the game a chance. Like it, I've heard, it's really fun. It's a really fun competitive game. Uh, in the chat, there's some funny comments. T Bone to Max says, "No wonder Reese likes the the cows." Uh, he is a cowboy with the stash. And of course, referencing the Lumineth um, Realm Lords. Uh, Alan Drell in the chat says, it must be nice referring to the fact that we've actually gotten some GW product. He says his FLGS hasn't gotten anything from GW in over two weeks. Ouch. Yeah, that's that's rough. They, they're really struggling to keep up with demand. Not only are people buying more stuff because they're stuck at home, so they're getting their hobby on. GW shut down their uh, factory for like over a month. So it's a combination of increased demand, decreased supply. It's just, it's been challenging. Yeah. It's been challenging for everybody. I'm not, and I'm not trying to put GW down. No. They're, they're struggling to get it. Every, like pretty much everybody who's selling stuff online has been having issues. Uh, even Amazon hasn't been able to keep up with demand, which is crazy. They hired like 130,000 more people. Yep. That's insane. That's yeah. like, <laughs> that's like more people than in, in many towns, you know, like. Yeah, I think everybody's just kind of feeling the what COVID did to like supply chains and all yeah. that and demand. So everybody, it'll take a little bit of ramping up, but I think everybody will get there. Hopefully by the end of this month, maybe even next month. So yeah, I mean, I feel confident that we're able to keep up now. It took a while; um, it was challenging. Uh, supply went or demand went up more than we were ready for, uh, but it's a yeah. interesting times that we live in. To put it mildly. Uh, also up for pre-order next week is some more Necromunda models. Uh, they've just been hitting it out of the park with these. Robot um, dog. It's a Cyber Mastiff dummy. It's a robot you dog. You stupid dude. idiot. Actually looks like a wolf. <laughs> well, in the lore, <laughs> um, and what uh, we're referring to, it's a new uh, Palatinite Enforcer, a.k.a. the Adeptus Arbites. And it's a female uh, Enforcer who has a Cyber Mastiff. In the lore, uh, the Arbites use cyborg or fully robotic dogs to help enforce the law. It's, I love it. Um, I had the opportunity to play uh, uh, 40K RPG with the late and great Total Biscuit and In Control on stream. All of them, all the people on this were so much more talented than me and it was hilarious. But I played an Adeptus Arbite and I had a Cyber Mastiff and that, that was super fun. I was really glad <laughs> I got to do that before both those gentlemen passed away. Yeah. Um, and it was the really funny part is my guy was supposed to be this like badass Judge Dredd space cop. And I kept rolling like critical failures and it would just, it was so hilarious. I accidentally killed, uh, there was like a character that was supposed to give us the next plot point to advance the story. And I was like, I'm going to intimidate him guys. And I rolled double ones and I <laughs> killed him on accident. That was a great. I kick in nice the door. And I was like, oh, I was like, because my guy was the only combat oriented character. I was like, I'm going to go in there and do my thing. So I go kick in the door. I rolled critical failure again. The door like swings, hits me in the face, knocks me down. I was like, no. <laughs> oh, it was really funny. If anybody wants to go check that out, I believe it's still online. It's really fun. Yeah. And guys like Total Biscuit were so talented. It's ridiculous. It's, they're like actors. Yeah. I was like, I am so out of my <laughs> These guys are so much more talented than me. Oh. So in uh, other news this weekend, we had a really busy weekend in terms of uh, news for 40K, which is a what a lot of you are here for. So let's dive in and talk about it. Uh, and this, a lot of this comes from the Codex show, which over at uh, the Warhammer TV, their Twitch channel, they do all kinds of fun and entertaining content. You should totally check it out. Um, and they were talking about some of the new rules, uh, some of the new models coming out, which there's a 
slew of gorgeous models. Uh, They were talking about weapons changes. So, uh, Frankie, why don't you take it away? Because the one that they dropped today is a big, big change. Yeah, so they're changing the way that auras work now. Um, So it used to work where anybody that was your same faction or whatever would get re-roll ones for, like, your captain's aura um, when you would roll to hit. Now it's just going to affect core units. So they're adding keywords to units such as, like, the intercessors where they'll have core. And now those auras will only work on those units. The captains themselves don't actually benefit from their own rerolls because they're not core units. Um, so this will create more interesting scenarios. I think you'll see more troops taken, or maybe even less characters with auras. Um, so it'll change the way that the game plays a lot, um, and you're going to be seeing a lot less rerolls to hit, which I think in general is probably a better thing. Yeah, I think so. it's better for the game. I agree. For, yeah. for one, with the amount of dice that you throw in 40k. Um, and then re-rolls and all this stuff. For one, it, it, it really, re-rolls really skew the math. Yeah. They really, really, really skew the math. Like, a full re-roll aura is, makes a unit dramatically better, right? And so this one character makes everything around it worth way more than its points. There's a lot of fun in looking for those combos, but in my opinion, it was, it was, too, it was overkill. It was one of the reasons why... Um, Guillemin was so ludicrous, you know, four rerolls to hit and wound. It's just, it's nuts. Yeah. Right? It dramatically increases the damage output. So I think getting rid of as many rerolls is going to be better for the game. And with, like I was saying, with the amount of dice that you roll in 40K, constantly counting, sorting, picking up, rerolling them, it takes a ton of time. Like, my buddy is a game developer. Um, he works uh, for Weird and a bunch of other companies. He timed. He said it, t- it was like 20, 25% of the actual game is just counting and sorting dice, right? And that's where things like the dice app help and stuff. So yeah. taking some of that away is going to speed the game up. And I think it's going to make the game more fair and balanced because not every faction has access to all these rerolls. Yeah, exactly. And it, it ups the defense a little bit where I think towards eighth offense was so important. Now defense with only going to minus one, but now you're not rerolling the ones to hit or even rerolling to hit it kind of balances out the defense a little bit more. Um, so you'll have, your units will survive a little bit longer, I think. Yeah. To be nice. So now the weird thing is going to be, as this comes out, people getting their codex are going to get a lot of cool new stuff, but then their auras are going to get dramatically less effective. Well, there's, there's rumors going around that they might FAQ all the auras to have this kind of change. Um, I, but you have to wait and see. I would think that that would be the smart thing to do, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. A lot of people in chat expressing that they think it's a good change. Yep. Some people think that they don't like it. Um, a lot of speculation on specific units. Um, are they going to get the change or not? So, so obviously this is a big one. Yeah, but as you're saying with some of the uh, Necron units, they have their own reroll to one or reroll ones to hit. So, um, I think you'll start seeing units that maybe need rerolls will actually get them themselves. And they won't be dependent on the characters. Whereas the other units just won't get it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Tomodachi Express in the chat says that he believes that they should have released new indexes because of all the changes. They kind of did that with the FAQs. They FAQ'd everything, right? And yeah, it is It is kind of like a hodgepodge not ideal change again with the app. Hopefully, with the, with, as the app gets ramped up and works out some of the kinks that it obviously had, um, if we have rules... Digital rules, you know, ideally if we were in a situation where they were getting updated in real time, that'd be fantastic. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But that would be that would be the obvious and easy solution to that, right? Like, 
yeah, you still sell the books. The books are awesome. If you, you know, you buy the book, you get the free rules on the app. But if you could just get it on there and you just look on your app and it's got the current rules, that'd be so much better. Yeah. Because right now you have to like look at the FAQ and all these books and all this stuff. It's a little annoying. You have to have a white dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. That's always been the problem with the game though. It's too many rules in different places. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. So, you know, it looks like they're moving towards digital. Get that app, support them, show them that you like the app. I know, I know it had issues coming out the gates, but they're working hard to fix it. They are hiring two senior software developers too, if you're an app developer. Um, you might want to look at that. It's a good paying job. You can work doing something you love. So, you know, download the app, support them, show them that you like it, and hopefully it'll move us in that direction of getting fully digital rules, which will make life so much easier. Yes, it would. Um, but they also previewed some of the uh, weapon changes that are going to be occurring, and this is some big changes too. Um, we'll take a look at some of those uh, flamers. Going up to 12 inches, big time change. I like it though. Yeah, uh, it was always unfortunate because you take like a flamer unit and then you'd have no way of getting them into flamer range. But now like with drop pods or deep striking or whatever, now with the 12 inch range, you can actually drop down and shoot, which is really nice. Um, yeah, flamers I already thought were great, but now they're going to be absolutely devastating. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of Tau players were saying that all their crisis suits are just going to be maximum flamers. <laughs> which flamers each. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and I know one of our writers, Michael Kaur, who writes a uh, great Space Marine articles on FrontlineGaming.org, he was saying if that applies to things like uh, Death Watch, uh, frag cannons, that's going to make them incredibly good. Yeah. Um, it made me take another look at my Catachans because I use a ton of flamers and their special orders are about rerolling the number of shots, ignoring cover with flamers. Obviously, they can reroll the number of shots on um, their vehicles with flamers. And that extra four inches of range makes a humongous difference. Uh, you know, heavy flamers, all that sort of jazz are going to be very deadly. Yeah. Uh, also, we uh, saw upgrades to all the very, like, hand flamers, combi flamers, a lot of stuff's getting longer range. Uh, Multi-meltas, this is a really big change. Yeah, so they're going up to uh, two shots, which is already big. And then now if you're within half range, you don't roll two dice and pick the highest anymore. Now you just do the normal D6, but you get plus two to the damage. That's insane. So you're doing minimum three damage, which is really good. So multi-meltas just went, like, they got an order of magnitude better. Yeah. Just the extra shot alone yeah, makes it so much amazing. more appealing. Yeah. It was, it was always silly. You had a melta gun, which was one shot, and a multi-melta, which was one, one shot. shot. But it has two barrels. Yeah. It should have been, like, a stronger gun or something. I don't know. It just never well, the, in the old days... Not longer range, it is. Yeah, no, I mean, they do have longer range. Yeah. But um, in the old day, the multi-melta had D D3 shots. Did it? Okay. Like in second edition, yeah. yeah. So, or no, it fired a small blast. Yeah. That was what it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it always was supposed to literally be multiple meltas yeah. firing. Uh, Slaneshi Puffmutter in the chat asks, speaking of the new releases, thoughts on the new Primaris troops with three wounds and D3 special weapons? That? Don't really fully uh, understand what that is. Um didn't didn't fully understand that question but thoughts on the new marines uh saying that may be a tad extreme for a troop especially compared to non-marine armies yeah so the heavy intercessors is what he's referring to yeah um heavy intercessors they look awesome they look really good yeah yeah they look, they look Their really, weapons really, are really strong. strong they have a lot of two damage weapons which is really nice so they only move five like not not that big of a downside but it is a downside yeah and the other thing is their t5 with three wounds so they're really durable. Yep. Um, I think that they're going to be a really popular choice. And uh, yeah, Space Marines are getting a lot of attention. People always bellyache about that, which, you know, it's understandable. Um, 
but you know they they are what keeps Games Workshop in the in the black, right? Yeah. Like Primaris Marines outsell like everything. They outsell multiple lines by themselves, and then the second best selling I would imagine is probably just normal Space Marines. You know, like the, the Marines in general are like the, I don't know specifically, but I would guess that they're basically financially carrying the entire company. Yeah. So you know, from the business to, um, perspective, it makes sense to 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 feed that because that's what people are, are buying primarily. As a Xenos player, you're like, yeah, that's cool, but I'd like to get more stuff too. Yeah, that's understandable. Maybe you will. It's understandable. Yeah. I mean, just look at Necrons. They're getting a slew of amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, so another weapon change. This is a really big one. Heavy bolters going to damage two. It's pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, heavy bolters are already pretty good. Um, but yeah, going up to damage two just makes them insane. You're going to... This will definitely be probably the primary choice for people that are taking heavy weapons. I, I could definitely see that. I mean, things like uh, Lehman Russes with heavy bolters got so much more exciting. Uh, Space Marine Devastator squads with four heavy bolters, I already liked them. Yeah. And now they're, um, you know, they're twice as deadly. And with a lot of these uh, troops, like mini Marines and stuff getting an extra wounds, uh, well, here you go. Uh, this is a good... Uh, a good answer to that. And oh, yeah. many, many factions in the game have access to heavy bolters. Yep. Uh, kind of a fun Hunter change. Hunter killer missiles. Hunter killer missiles got better. Yeah, cool. they went up to strength 10. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> Still not going to take them. Yeah. Uh, the Astartes Chainsword gets plus, uh, gives you plus one attack and they're AP1. And That's they're, really strong. It's extremely good. And yeah. they're talking about how like Corn Berserkers and stuff benefit from this. And, yeah. Um, it is. It's a, a big, big boost. Yep. Big boost. Uh, power Axe, Power Maul, Power Sword all basically went up one strength. Yep. So they're a lot more appealing now. Still still not amazing, but they're much more appealing. The one damage is really what kills them. I think you could have made them damage two. Yeah. Or D3. Well, especially with things gaining wounds, right? Like the, the one damage is just like, eh. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, you know, things like Cowling Banshees, uh, a lot of units that have power weapons, it's going to make them a lot more appealing. Uh, Storm Shield. Now, this is this is so much bigger of a change. I haven't seen really people talking about it, which is surprising to me. Yeah. The Storm Shield got nerfed, but it's actually way better than it was, in <laughs> my opinion. So it went from a 3-up invul to a 4-up invul and plus one of your armor save. And with this combined with the Marines getting an extra wound, it makes the Storm Shield better than it was, in my opinion. Um Things like Vanguard Vets with two wounds and a two-up armor save are just death on wheels. Um, it's insane. They're so good. Uh, things like Terminators now will ignore AP1. Yeah. Um, it, it, and Terminators getting a third wound, I think you're going to see a renaissance. You're going to see a lot more Terminators. But uh, any any Marine that gets the extra wound and the better save now is dramatically more durable than they were. And Vanguard Vets, in my opinion, were already good. I was already taking a unit of 10 with a Storm Shield and a Chainsword. Yep. Now they have two wounds, a two-up save, and their Chainsword's AP1. <laughs> and they get plus one attack from their Chainsword. Yeah. Well, they better. already did that. Yeah. They already got that. I mean, now those guys are dramatically better than they were, and they were already super good. Yeah. So, like, with my White Scars, that was always one of my best units. It was an all-star unit. Yeah. So, um... Get excited about that if you're a Marine player and then, uh, you know, bitch and moan if you're not, <laughs> as, as we do. Uh, pretty exciting. So what, what do you think is the most important uh, weapon change in there, Frankie? Um, honestly, I would say probably the 
probably the heavy bolters. I think you're going to be seeing a lot more heavy bolters. So yeah. if you're not playing Marines or if you are playing Marines, just be ready for a lot more two damage weapons being shot at you. So I think uh, I think the heavy bolter change is going to be the most impactful that in the chain swords because it's the most common. Yeah. But the thing that I'm most excited about is the multi belter change because uh, like a Devastator squad with four multi melters is going to be absolutely brutal now. Things like, and in the chat, a lot of people are agreeing that the multi-melta-melta change is the one they're most excited about. Things like uh, Lehman Rose Tank Commander now, I'm, I'm definitely going to consider putting multi-melta sponsors on it. Yeah. Right? Um, and then like a, a Lehman Rust Tank with three heavy flamers that are now 12-inch range. My goodness, that's really scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, chimeras with the double chimeras heavy flamers is going to be really powerful. That's already how I was running them. Yeah. You know? So uh, I think that, that that's going to be a big change. Um, I'm excited. I like the weapon changes. The game was already really deadly, and now it just got deadlier, but um, I like it. <laughs> we'll see. The auras are nerfed, so. Yeah, that makes a big difference. For you. So it's, it's, it's interesting because the aura nerf makes, like, Marines not nearly as crazy. Like, a, a repulsor not getting full rerolls, that, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so for everybody else in the game, they're like, yay, right? Marines are slightly less devastating. Yeah, uh, and then there's there's uh, there's other changes in the marine book that are they're going to make a really big difference too. Um, we uh, we can't spill the beans yet, but um, we'll say some of the most egregious units right now are going to get toned down yeah. in the codex. So for you non-marine players, there's something to get excited about. For you marine players, well, you still got everything still got else. Other, yeah, you got a million <laughs> other things. So what what I what I think is going to happen with the marine decks is that you're going to see a lot more mini marines. Uh, potentially the new intercessor units are really good. Yeah. Um, well, things like Vanguard Vets, I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. uh, Vanguard Vets and Devastators just got so much better. Yeah. So much better. Yeah, you're going to be seeing Vanguard Vets probably almost in every single list. Um, but I'm not sure if you'll necessarily switch over to the Mini Marines um, just because the Intercessors' weapons are better. So you'll I think probably you'll still a, see the Intercessors, but... You'll take a mix of both. Like, I could yeah. see... Oh, what's up, Jessica, in the chat? I know the stash is interesting. Uh, I've been loving seeing pictures of the baby. She's a cute... Cute little, cute, cute little munchkin. <laughs> I was gonna say baby again, but I was like, ah, that's kind of lame. I was like, my, I have a better vocabulary than that. Do you um, But back on track, the um, what I, 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 I got you. I was thinking about a cute baby. baby and gotcha, I lost yeah. my, yeah. lost my train of thought. What, what were we saying? I don't remember. Oh yeah, that was chat. Uh, the space marines are gonna get toned down in some ways. Yeah. They're gonna get better, better in other ways, and um, they're still gonna be the top. Uh, codex in my opinion it just won't be as annoying i think hopefully um and you're gonna see a mix like i think you're gonna take you could take tactical marines for troops because they're gonna have two wounds they're relatively cheap like i could see those um uh, being like kind of the, the go-to troop choice yeah and then things like heavy intercessors and stuff like that assault intercessors are gonna be really good for going out and taking objectives but then like vanguard vets uh long fangs devastators they just got so much better. It's insanely, it's it's, it's nuts how much better they are. Yeah. Like you're already seeing a drop pod with a Devastator squad in almost every competitive Space Marine list. Well, now they just got twice as durable. Yep, they got twice as durable, but they'll be switching up their weapons. I don't know, time. man. The, the grab is the grab with the strat is still the grab is still really legit. good. But two shots for multi melters or just the yeah. the heavy bolters doing double damage. Yeah. So we'll see. Like I don't think Marines are going to be knocked off their pedestal. But I think the lists are going to change a lot. You're going to see a lot more infantry, probably. We'll see. Yeah. Um, because with the aura change, that really impacts 
some of the you know core units that you were seeing. They're not as efficient as they were. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But compare like if you're an, like an Astro Militarum player or an Orc player or a Necron player or a Dark Eldar player, people that didn't have a ton of rerolls anyway. Yeah. The playing field just got super level leveled, right? Like you're not as far behind the power curve, I think. So. Yeah, I think it's a benefit for sure. So we'll see. A uh, question in the chat from Donald uh, Cowie. How is the core rule that was previewed on GW website play out over whole, whole you mean whole codexes? Spell the H-U-L-L, I like that. I mean, it all depends on who has the core rule, right? So. Yeah, I mean, you would. I think you could probably extrapolate out who's getting the core yeah. rule, right? It's probably, you know, uh, infantry units, stuff like that. Um, you have to wait and see. But... Um, I think just from the word itself, it gives you a pretty good idea of what it's going to be, uh, what it's going to be working on. So a lot of really powerful units that were getting rerolls and stuff like that probably will not. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the very cool Sergeant Ripper Jackson Catachan <laughs> model. I love this. What model, a name. Dude. What a name. I love it. It's and it's funny how they're releasing all these badass Catachan models. Yeah. Like we've gotten a lot. And they're sick. They're really cool. Um, so it was only available in uh, GW stores, but due to COVID, they decided to make them available made to order. I'm definitely going to be getting one. Obviously, I'm a big Catachan player. Uh, really cool model. You want to make sure to order that from Games Workshop while you uh, can. It's a limited time offer. Yeah. Uh, super cool. I love it. She is. Uh, she does not skip a day in the gym. No. She crushes. <laughs> Uh, Aeronautic Imperialis is also getting a new model. It's a very, very cool Orc Mega Bomber. <laughs> I love this model. Super cool. Model is sick. Um, I had a chance to see the Aeronautic Imperialis models in person the other day. We're painting some for a commission. Yeah. They're such cool little models, dude. They're slick, yeah. They're so rad. Yeah. I was looking at them and you're like, wee pew, 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 pew. Just like Titanicus. The models are amazing. Yeah, I love it. Like I said, if they turn it into Epic, I'm playing. I will 100% sure. play if they have the yeah. full. I don't want just planes or just no, Titans. I want it all. I want it all, Give it to me. and I want it now. I think it's a perfect scale. It'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think it, it, you could play really big battles. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's funny because every orc player that that I interacted with online were like, "Please make this in 40k scale." <laughs> that thing would be huge. It would be gigantic, yeah. um, and it, it's so badass. I love it. Yeah. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that by increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups. It would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. Uh, in other news, we've added new products to the Frontline Gaming web cart. Every week, we're adding new um, new products outside of just Games Workshop, which has kind of been our bread and butter forever. And then, obviously, stuff we make, like FLG Mats and ITC Terrain. So we've been adding in some fun board games that we like. We figured that'd be appealing to you. We got 
Uh, games like King of Tokyo, which is a super duper fun, family friendly. Uh, I, I would call it a party game. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. It's super fun, easy. Yeah, it's a great intro game for kids. Yeah, and for people that aren't gamers, this is a really fun game. Um, basically, you have like giant monster, like you know, cartoony kaiju, and um, uh, you're competing with each other. It's super fun. Uh, we also picked up Code Names. It's the most popular party game in the world. Ooh. This is kind of a deviation from our normal stuff because it's not a nerd game per se. But uh, I know my family, whenever we have family gatherings, we play games like this. Yeah. Like categories. Um, Mariana got a really good one as a gift for my family. It was Wits and Wagers. It's we'll probably game. pick that one up. Super fun. Yeah. So this is a game like that. Super fun. Super easy. It's quick. Uh, definitely recommend it. Uh, we also picked up the uh, Red Dragon Inn series of board games if you've never played it you should it's super duper fun um you're you're playing adventuring party like dnd style but you're in the inn after you went on your adventure yeah and you have a character you get like a, you know a cleric or a paladin or whatever and they're all these funny characters with backstories and then the idea is you're trying to out drink the other party members and you're betting on you're betting with each other and basically it's to be the last man or woman standing and you have like the drunkenness scale and like your money. Yeah, and if you run out of fun. it's yeah. really, really fun. And there's like a million expansions. Yep. I so, met the guys that made it. I actually played it with the guys. What? That made it. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. How did this come to pass? It was a long time ago. Or not really? a long time ago, but when it when it first came out, yeah. What was that like at Adepticon or something? No. It was just I knew the guys that did it. So Are they from the they Bay? Were local, yeah. No, I didn't They're know that. Guys, yeah. That's funny. Um that's that's hilarious. Yeah, Mariana loves this game too. It's super fun. Yeah. Uh Super fun game, easy to pick up and play. Might want to give it a look. We also are carrying more Battletech, uh, more of the Battletech line. Uh, we've got a bunch more. We actually have a shipment coming in today with more stuff. And uh, they are, they're making minis again. Uh, we've got those on pre-order. We'll let you know as soon as they're available. They're going to be selling boxes of pre-assembled Battletech minis. Nice. Battletech. Battletech miniatures, miniatures are of so time. ugly they that, they're, really that they're endearing because yeah. they're so ugly. <laughs> and it's not to say that the sculpts are bad. They're not, they're not the higher, they're not GW caliber. They're not, they're not bad. Yeah. It's just the actual design of the mechs is hideous in most cases. Yeah, they just, I don't know. <laughs> but I still love it. It's like a little kid drooling. Like, this is uh, what I want. Like, All right. Because Battletech was my first game as a kid. I started playing when I was single digit yeah. in age. I got the, the box, the black box. It came with the fold in half mechs, they're cardboard. And on the front was a picture so of the front, good. on the back was a picture of the back. And you put it in this little thing and there's a paper mat. And I, dude, I played that game to death, man. I made all my friends play. <laughs> we had so much fun. I bought my first uh, Battletech minis and I tried to assemble them with Elmer's glue. Ooh, that didn't work very it well. It did, it just took a lot of glue. <laughs> and I literally held it until the glue dried. <laughs> you were there for hours. Yeah. And I was just a little boy. I'm like, why is this so hard? <laughs> uh, and then I painted them with uh, Tester's gloss enamel paints. Oh, God. Those oh, they were so, so ugly. The sculpts were already ugly. I yeah. didn't know you had to prime them. <laughs> so, like, I, in part of it, like, in part of it where I wanted it to look like uh, metal because they're, they're metal miniatures, yeah. I just didn't paint it. I was like, yeah, it's metal. <laughs> Oh, they're so bad, dude. Oh, that's amazing. But I loved them, and oh. I played the the heck out of those models. Um, we also picked up some uh, D and D minis. These are super cool minis. They're they're incredibly affordable. Uh, so a pack with a character is only like four fifty. Yeah. And you get cheap. you get two models. What I thought is really cool is that you get a low level and a high level version of the same character. It's super cool, and they're pre assembled, pre primed. 
Um, super easy to get going. There's all kinds of cool monsters and stuff like beholders and dragons and yeah. really cool stuff. And we picked up some Army Painter Masterclass dry brush sets. Sure. These are a brand new product. They're designed specifically for dry, dry brushing miniatures. Really, really good product. Already sold quite a few of them. So if uh, you like to paint, you might want to take a look at them. They're reasonably priced. Check them out. Oh, Nelly. Well, this weekend, GW showed off yeah. a million new models. We're not going to go over all of them. Most of you have already seen them. But let's take a look at kind of the highlight reel. The Silent King. This is such an amazing model, dude. It's I love this model. So dope. That one and then the, what's the other guy? The Void Dragon or whatever he's called? The the Satan? Oh, yeah. That guy is going to be amazing. So. Dude, the Silent King is the so sick. sick. Yeah. It's so sick. It reminds me of the Ozark Bone Reaper character. That's It's, it's kind of like a diorama. Yeah. And it, it makes sense that they're similar because they're basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, one's fantasy, one's sci-fi. But this model is just like... So cool. This is GW just flexing so hard on every other miniature maker in the world. Yeah. They're like, just giving it... Check the, it. They're like, check it out. Yeah. Like, it's so good. So good. It's like when Usain Bolt broke the world record while posing. <laughs> he did it. Uh, yeah, amazing. And everyone out there crying about Space Marines getting all this stuff. Just look at this. Yeah. And dry your eyes. Yeah. And then you look at the Space Marine speeder and you're like, oh. I love it. You like the little guy poking his head out, controlling the missile launcher? <laughs> like, give me a break. Did you see the He's meme? He's like a turtle. He's like, well, Did you see the meme that someone was like, it's a, it's the space. It's Where they the took speeder, him out? No, no, it's the speeder flying. And the pilot's like, shoot that guy over there. And he's like, what, brother? I can't hear you. Oh, I yeah, have tinnitus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, doesn't make sense. The rest of the speeder looks awesome. It's just I, the guy with his head poking out. You can just out. model. Like, just, you don't have to have yeah, his head poking out. You got to put like a sensor Put a hatch there. on it or something. Uh, so then we have the Chronomancer, which uh, is a Necron space wizard, and it's spectacular. Like, space I, wizard. I get, these new Necron models just blow the top off. They're, yeah, they're so really freaking awesome. This guy's got all kinds of like, he's got like the cube from uh, Hellraiser. Uh, he's got like a giant gumball on his staff. I just, I love yeah. it. The colors were an interesting choice on the gumball, but. I love it. It's like a planet. It's probably a little planet. Maybe. He's got. See, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, then we have the Psychomancer, which again, I love it. It's such a dynamic and cool model. It's got this weird spell magic effect going on. He's doing, you know, some quantum physics, some string theory-ing. He's building I don't know what he's doing, but it's cool. Uh, the Psychomancer uh, affects morale. That's his thing. And then obviously the Chronomancer affects time. So this is a throwback to a couple editions ago when you had all these different versions of the uh, Cryptek. Yeah. And now they just made super dope models. And another lieutenant. Ooh, no, it's a captain. captain. We got a captain that no one will want because he's on foot with a power sword and a bolter. That's a super bolter. It's a mastercrafted heavy, heavy bolter. Actually, the stat line on these is really impressive. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Um, sword questionable. Nah. I think you would have been cooler if you were just modeled like pointing. Just get rid of the sword. <laughs> so it's silly. Tomodachi Express says the the Psychomancer's new is weapon math. is math. <laughs> I like it. He's all. I hit you with Pythagoras theorem. Yeah. Like dang it. About it. Not I again. Don't remember how to Not do that. again. Uh, so the captain's pretty cool. The the storm speeder hail strike. It's just, so cool, it and then you see bitching. the little guy's head poking out. And you're just like, what? Just don't that? put the head on. What is that? Stop, stop bitching, everybody. <laughs> Terrible. The uh, the model is so sick, though. Yeah. And I love that the unified aesthetic where they it looks like the repulsor. It looks like the impulsor. Yeah. I love that. 
like when you put when you put the army out on the table, it's going to look very uniform, which I think I, I, it's ace. Huge, I'm a huge fan. Yep. Love it. Uh, then we got a preview of a new, I think it's a character, a new Death Guard character uh, in Terminator armor. And he looks awesome. He does look cool. Death Guard power fist. Yeah, and like the snot gun. Double snot gun. A look at it. Puss that. blaster. <laughs> I don't know. It's always some vaguely biological thing they got going on. Yeah. But the Death Guard have always had this really cool World War One German like flavor. And this guy's got that with his kind of like the spike on his helmet a little bit. Um, I love it. He looks so cool. Yeah. He's sick. I like how his big belly hanging out has a, uh, a Nurgle right. fly on it. As it should. <laughs> uh, then, then we got a preview of some Ooh. of the Blade Guard duders. What are they called? Dude, Blade Guard. Oh, Blade Guard Blade Veterans. Guard. That's yeah. what it is. So they're coming out in a multi-part kit. This was my favorite of them. He's like this old grizzled dude. I, I love it. Yeah. Such a baller model. This is... In terms of like character, this is one of the coolest models I've seen. I really don't like the enormous pouch that he has on the his front. The hold his pistol, dude. What is that? It's the hold his pistol. I was like, can you take that off? That looks so stupid. No, it's the hold his pistol. He's Gotta like, I mean, why you is think it? that the pistol would be like magnetized when he wants yeah. to just like magnetize the armor? But... In the books, they do. They just magnet. They stick it to their you armor have and a it holster, sticks. Dude. Holsters are where it's. But at. why is it so big and why is it on his crotch? He's got it over there because otherwise his arm hits it and stuff gets in the way he's got to move it out of the way come on it makes sense yeah. i i love the model and i hate that part of it so if that's optional that's not going on yeah i played against a bunch of those guys the other day and they're really good yeah the blade guard veterans are yeah, super popular they're really good everything in the indomitus box um has been extremely good yeah like people are loving them uh it's called fashion system express yeah i guess fair he's like we're turn on the runway. <laughs> uh, and then these guys are uh, called Necron Destroyer. Yeah, it's like ob oh, something. Obsidian, Obsidian Destroyers, Destroyers or something, or something like think, that. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but they look badass. They look cool. They're like a mix of Wraiths and Flayed Ones. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah, it's like a Wraith mixed with a Destroyer. I love it. Yeah. They're so sick. Oh, there you go. Ophidian Destroyers or something like that. Oh, he's a snake man yeah, with blade that, that's hands. That's what you call him. Yeah. I wonder if he just goes like tornado and spins in a circle. That would be yeah. amazing. That's a special <laughs> attack. Yeah. Tornado attack. Uh, really cool models. Necrons are getting so much awesome stuff. I love yeah. it. Yeah, he is a bionicle. He's a bionicle in my heart. And they also showed uh, flayed ones are coming in plastic as well. Yeah. 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 Cool stuff. So much good stuff coming out. Can't wait to get those. I, I believe they said uh, the codexes are coming out in October, so not too much longer to wait. Yay. Uh, should have those pretty soon. And uh, also, update. Uh, just want to remind every everybody, please help spread the word. The SoCal Open did get canceled, sadly. No. We've only had 60 people fill out the form telling us what they want us to do with their, um, with their ticket which is a lot less people than have bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah. So uh, please help spread the word if you're going to, if you were planning on going to the SoCal Open, if you know someone that was going to go, let them know. Because um, we want to get this settled. We don't want anybody like, you know, going to the event. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is, is everybody? everybody? <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry. So we've, we've put the word out as best we can. We'll, um, if you guys, if everybody can help us, maybe people are just being, they're just procrastinating. Yeah. I mean, um, you still have some time, but we just want, we just want to make sure everybody at least knows. Yeah. 
And also update, uh, we did just receive a shipment of mats. Hilariously, one of the pallets fell out the back of the truck, so we got to go clean up yeah. about four thousand pounds of mats. That's always fun. That's and it's and it's been very reasonable, but today it's supposed to be one hundred and two. Perfect, perfect day for it to happen. Can't wait, and I wore flip flops today too. Smart choice. Can't wait to do that. Um, so what that means is probably by next week. Yeah, we're hoping next week we'll have mats back up for sale. Yep. So Don't mats will be back up that. for sale. Uh, next week, and you'll be able to get your 44 by 60s, your 4 by 6s, uh, the conversion kit that will turn a 4 by 6 into a 44 by 60. There's uh, mat strips that you lay on the, um, you lay on a bigger mat and it reduces the size, yeah. so that you can you don't have to buy a new mat, you don't have to cut your mat, or you don't have to do any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, all the mats will be back. And 30 by 44s, what? Yeah, the new size. Crusade. The crusade, or no, it's. Yeah, I think it's called crusade. Right? No, crusade is uh, narrative. No. Uh, are you looking at your phone? I got a you phone call. Unprofessional. I got a phone call. It's episode seven hundred and two. Yeah, we're a podcast. I can look at my phone. Nobody's watching. We're live, <laughs> live streaming. Look at On that. Three different platforms. You just pick your nose while you're at it. I mean, I do that anyways. But <laughs> camera, don't scare me. Come in, just come in, <laughs> smack my life. Come in, smacking gum. Just you know what? Just, who cares? That'd be good. Who cares? I like it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the mats will be back, and then uh, we are caught up. With uh, back orders on ITC terrain, uh, Frankie, want to say thank yeah. you? Yeah, we're about. I think there's like one order left that's going out today. So, so the guys, oh, I'm sorry, didn't mean to talk about you. Yeah, just everything else will go out, and uh, we're doing next day shipping now. So anybody that places an order now will get their stuff shipped out the next business day, unless for some reason there's a problem, in which case you will be notified immediately. So. Yeah, so thank you everybody in there. We had a couple people that had to wait way too long. Uh, we just got inundated with orders, but we, like we said, we, we bought another laser, we hired another staff member, and then I want to say a big thanks. Uh, uh, Frankie's been working ludicrous hours. Where you've gone like 13 days straight. Some of the staff have come in on the weekends or worked late at night to help get caught up on those back orders. So um, waiting for your stuff sucks. Won't, hopefully it won't happen again. And uh, thank you for everybody that hung in there with us. That was yeah, a little, little stressful. Thanks, everybody. All right. Check out the ITC Patreon. If you like the ITC, you like what it's about, you want to support it financially for Do as little it. as a dollar a month uh, or more, depending on how, how, how generous you're feeling. The money helps us to keep the, whole, the wheels of the whole machine turning, paying for servers, all that crazy stuff. It is very expensive to run it. So we really appreciate any help. Yeah. So let's take a look at the rankings. As always, during the the plague times, uh, if you're considering going to an event, uh, just make sure that it's within your comfort level. Make sure that you're following health and safety guidelines. You don't want to get sick. You don't want to get anybody else sick. Um, but events are happening, so yep. that's great. I'm really excited to see events. It's been so lame without them. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, just just use your head. You know, trust your instincts. Use your noodle. For, you know, go with your comfort level. If you're not re ready to go to an event yet, don't. No big yep. deal. Um, but uh, let's take a look at those rankings. 40K, top five competitive track. Ken Knox is leading the pack. Champion. Followed by Vic VJ, Ryan Snyder, and third, Mark Gator Hurtail. God, so <laughs> I really hope that's his middle name. Well, it's in parentheses. I know. It's or in quotations, so it's not. But uh, And then James Kelling in fifth. Uh, hobby track current top five John Smith leading the pack with the most original name in the world Colton Hatch in second Scott Boucher in third James Wesson in fourth and Richard Kilton in fifth 
Uh, Ada Sigma, our current top five. We got Matt Beasley leading the pack, followed by Matthew Sohaley. And no, William. What? William. What did I say? Matthew. I was so I don't nervous know where about. You got Matthew from. <laughs> <laughs> I was so freaked out about saying the last name that I just invented the first <laughs> just name. Created it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Matt Dokos in chat. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? How you doing? It's good to see you, man. Uh, Jared says, "What?" In third, Drew Alexander in fourth, and Michael Vaganos in fifth. Your current Warhammer Underworlds top five competitive track. We got Ivan Cho leading. With Glenn Dean in second, Jonathan Coulson in third, Cody Handler in fourth, Michael Melody in f- I love that name, it's dude. so good. Music just, to my ears. It is, man. Yeah. It just like rolls off the tongue. Heck yeah. Uh, and then Kill Team current top five. We got Rudy Pertu Tatanin in first. <laughs> Angel Alvarez Serrano in second. Miguel Melguizo in third. John Sow in fourth. And Janice Gilham in fifth. The Spaniards have been rocking Kill Team. Dominating. <laughs> They've been smashing it. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to one of the main TOs over there, and they're just they're loving it. That's great. Yeah, really good. All right, check out these recently completed commissions from the FLG Paint Studio.com. It is .com, isn't it? Uh, I think it's .net. Let's find out if I have said it wrong like an idiot. Yeah, it is uh, .com. Lucky. I started sweating, you bro. You lucked out. <laughs> Uh, so our paint studio is always taking new commissions. We have one of the largest, and I, I believe the largest paint studio in North America. So if you want to get an awesome army painted and you don't want to do it yourself like me or Frankie, <laughs> I don't think, out. I don't think, I think you've painted one army in your life. I kind of painted my Dean Sarah Colt. And you painted your Death Guard kind of. No. Well, I, my original Death Guard. Yeah. I painted Death the one that we used to play in Fifth Head. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this beautiful uh, Harlequin commission we've been working on is absolutely stunning. Here's just a piece of it. Uh, shadows here and uh then we also painted some badass these are so cool dude the arena rex models are so good i met i met um i met the gentleman there's one guy and his wife who does all of it yeah and i met him at gen con dude the models are out of this world they're so good yeah so good like the game itself is really interesting um and then you're seeing all these different models for it um it's it's what it sounds like you fight in the arena and it's got like a mix of, uh, if you like history, um, it's kind of a mix of fantasy and, and historically accurate um, stuff like the Spartan in there. That's not what Spartans actually look like. So yeah. they look like in the movie, which is cool. But a lot of the gladiators in it are accurate. Yeah. Like they are accurate to what the gladiators, um, like the weapons that they used and all that stuff. And there's like Celts yep. in it and um, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. I super recommend checking it out as another skirmish game and uh, these models came out brilliantly the only downside are the weapons are very thin so they the, bend yeah just like the, that spear yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that, that that's always been the downside with spears well because it's true scale right yeah. and like i that's one thing i like about heroic scale miniatures is that they the weapons look if you were to scale them up to a human size they'd be absurd they yeah. look written stupid but on a model it fits and it makes it more durable yeah exactly like if you see people cosplay Imperial Guard and they have an actual true scale LAS gun, it's, it's like, like six feet. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, when you scale down, making the weapons bigger than they're normally, it looks good. You yeah. don't really notice that it's not to scale. Yeah. And whenever you see miniatures that are scale accurate, their weapons look so puny. Yeah. Like the, the spears just never, they always like bend and stuff. So yeah, that's the downside. Yeah. Like I, um, I was looking at some miniatures for a modern combat game. And it's like the like the guys holding it. It's a American soldier holding an M16. That gun looks, looks tiny. Goofy, yeah. yeah, you're like, what is that little pea shooter? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I totally prefer the heroic scale myself. But. Yeah, I agree. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. We've got yeah. Chapter Tactics, Art of War, Out of War, Down Under, Stat Center. They're still ramping up. Uh, Val just had a, a baby. Congratulations. And then he mm-hmm. and, and the Falcon have been struggling to get back into a rhythm, but they should be joining us again. And then, of course, we also have the 40K Today Weekly Roundup, uh, where you can check out all the week's uh, short little podcasts in one. Yep. Tons of good stuff on there. Uh, let's go ahead and answer any questions anybody has, and then we will wrap it up for this week. I don't see any questions. Uh, drilling holes in true scale. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. T-Bone yeah. says, uh, try drilling holes in true scale models. You're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, some people really are into that, but I think most of us don't. They just want the model to look cool. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? Like, I, 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 I totally prefer the heroic scale. Um, Red Sianu, but you have to crit fail twice for it to break. <laughs> Are you still a believer in Wave Serpent Spam or reality finally <laughs> hit me? Thanks a lot. There you go. Thanks for that nice face. comment, jerk. Yeah. Um, no, I, I still think it's a really good list. I don't think it's unbeatable, um, yeah. but it's resilient, it's fast, and it's good at scoring objectives. That's a recipe for success in the ninth edition. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, like we said, it's not unbeatable, but I think it's very powerful. I don't. I don't think it's a very fun list to play, but it definitely works. <laughs> James Carmona, already done. <laughs> he asked a question that's not appropriate for the stream, but it's really funny if you yeah. want to go check it out. It's uh, audition Cap- for a Western. What's that? Are you going to go audition for a Western, Reese? That would be really funny. All right. There's Pilgrim. a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, there's a snake in my pants. That's a, again, check out my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Mariana, put up the link. Put up the link. <laughs> uh, there was a, there was a real question in there. <laughs> I miss it. Uh, does my you mustache really sh- eat salads? I do. Yeah. I love salad. You I really should create like your mustache its own like Instagram or something, and just like take pictures like every day of it, like as you're eating milk or something or drinking milk. Or, like, I pictures. do. I want to get it to where I can like do the full like curl it. I need to get some some mustache wax because it's getting a little unruly. It's hard to keep it uh, <laughs> keep it uh, together. Get some gel in that thing. Um, I'm the Daniel Day Lewis stand-in. All right, signals from the frontier. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Venom Ki- Venom Chosen says he's trying to come to Vegas to party next week. Do it. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah, I mean, some, there's a lot of places that are open in Nevada. It's still you have to wear a mask and all that stuff. Yeah, there's um, still social distancing and stuff, but yeah, we can but, have a good time. But yeah, you can come out and have fun. Um, it's it's not full blast or anything like that, but yeah. uh, uh, you can definitely still you can come out to Nevada and, and, and enjoy yourself. It's a, it's it's a little bit more relaxed than in states like California, um, and that's because we've had a lot less of an impact. Yeah, here they, every, everything I've read is that vitamin D is really good to prevent getting COVID. I'm no doctor, so I don't know, but obviously there's no shortage of sunshine yeah. <laughs> here. And, uh, and and apparently that helps. So you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why it's not been as as impactful here as in other places. Uh, all right, Those lots of mustache comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dacier Celius asks, can we talk about the reanimation protocol in the White Dwarf? Now we can't spill the beans. Um, we, we can't talk about anything until GW does. So just going to have yeah. to wait. But they did uh, 
they sneak previewed in our reanimation protocols and they said that it's much better now than it was. Um, so Necrons are probably going to be annoyingly resilient again. Um, God, that was the most annoying thing when they used to stand back up. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. really challenging. Yeah. Uh, Tomodachi Express is asking about Pablo's D&D podcast. Um, I don't know when they're launching that. The Brew Crew, they have their whole team. It's really fun. They do. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of D&D content now over at FrontlineGaming.org. If you want to go check that out, obviously we carry the, the line. I don't know when it's coming out. Hopefully soon. I look forward to it myself. I love D&D. Uh, RPGs are my second favorite type of tabletop game after uh, miniatures. So, yeah, you have to tune into Chapter Tactics, and I'm sure he'll, he'll let you all know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Venom idea. Chosen, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, uh, the chat's devolved into some locker room humor, which yeah. I find funny, but obviously we're not going to repeat it <laughs> on the show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode 702 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned. Matt's will be back 44 by 60, 6 by 4 is next week. And again, if you were going to come to the SoCal Open, please don't. Yeah. It's not happening. It got canceled. Wah, wah, wah. All right. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week, and we'll talk.